0: Hello, and welcome to the Player to Prospect podcast. The following episode features a conversation with Aaron Ball, a right-handed pitcher at Davenport University and a former teammate of mine. To support the podcast, go to player That's player, the number two, prospect.com. And now I present to you Aaron Ball.
1: I have so many recruiting experiences. It's unreal. I think I had like six or seven
2: because
1: um, <laughs> I went... Before I went from, I went to D2, I was committed to D2, and then I decommitted, and then I went to JUCO, and then I had my freshman year at JUCO, said no to D1, mm. back, Tulane, COVID, and then went to Tulane, was deciding to go to JUCO or not, and then left Tulane, go to a JUCO, and then you get hurt, had no time
0: here. Dude, yeah. Uh, so I mean, just... Well, before we even like begin, I was gonna ask about like what you're currently doing too. Cause me, it's like uh, yeah, I'm in the offseason, I'm just kind of training, but like where are you at? Like what are you what are you even up to?
1: So I'm playing at Davenport University. It's in Davenport in Iowa. Oh, so everybody thinks that. (laughs) University in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Davenport is some dude's name or something.
0: Okay. Well, because I played in Davenport for a couple weeks up in high A. Yeah so that's yeah, why i'm no. like oh yeah davenport
1: <laughs> no the, i don't okay. know i forget what's there is a school in davenport right it's because it's a quad city because quincy's right there in Illinois. yeah
0: i forget what it's called i too.
1: don't know what schools in davenport i forget
0: i don't either it's like saint ambrose yeah um okay so the other davenport
1: so I'm the, the, it's the davenport just in grand rapids michigan
0: is it bigger too No, it's not
1: a big school. It's a D2. We are. D2, okay. We have a ton of athletes. I think we have like 42
0: sports teams. Holy smokes.
1: And it's, we have like three levels of esports, three levels of hockey, men's, women's wrestling, men's, women's rugby. So we have a lot of things going on. I, uh, right now, four weeks post-op on Friday. Just got clear to start running. Uh, I got my date for when I could start throwing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like loading my back and then trap bar deadlifting and like basically what the next th- two three months looks like and then after that it's like when am I gonna be able to throw 100% when am I gonna throw a curveball slider splitter yeah and then that's like that December-ish range to where I know like what my rate looks like off the mound
2: mm-hmm. so
1: I'm working I'm going to school full-time uh yeah, just everything. I'm a full-time athlete now with lifting and PT, going to practice, and we're
2: yeah.
0: all
1: football. Thank God.
0: Yeah, football can always be kind of, like, hectic as fuck, honestly.
1: And it's so cold up here.
0: You don't, you'll, you've never. Yeah, you're in, you said Grand Rapids. And Michigan. That's- that's Michigan. Okay. Yeah. So was, for some reason I thought in my head I heard Rapids and I was like Cedar Rapids. But no I, no, I knew you were saying Grand Rapids and I was like, okay, wait, no, he's probably up in Michigan. So which do is you guys cold. play? <laughs> do
1: you guys play the Roy, like the Royals? Do you guys play the White Caps at all for single A? I think our high single for Detroit is it's White Cap.
0: Dude, I uh it's that's a different league. Wait, ooh, maybe not. Is it the Midwest League? Do you know? Then the, yeah, I think, I think they're in the same league. I don't know if we played them this year. Cause you don't necessarily play every single team in the same league. Yeah. And I was only there for like three weeks. So I only played three teams. So me, like not personally, but we actually had a guy, he was an indie ball dude. He was like tw- almost 26. Uh, we signed him at an indie ball, Uh, had him for like extended spring training, signed him Uh, in like, or not signed him, but assigned him to like our low A team. in like June, he was there for like a month ish, like four weeks, maybe. We released him and then he got picked up uh like two days later and was and by the it was by the Tigers and he was on their high A team like in a month. And I don't is know if he's name? still with them. Um Tim Holdgrafer.
1: We're doing college because he's old.
0: Oh man. He went to um because he's actually from San Diego. I want to say he went to Pomona, which is okay. I think it's also a D2. If they uh,
1: Pomona. I was thinking of Point Loma is in Cali, too, right?
0: Point Loma is, too. Dude, oh, my gosh. There's so many California schools. They're I actually so mix good. those good. Point two. Loma was the runner-up, I think, for the World Series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For some reason, D2s and D3s do decently well out here in California. Like Chapman? You live right around the Chapman area, don't you? For dude, Chap- uh, yeah. I literally just did a uh, podcast episode with their head coach, Scott Laverty. He, He's dude, dope. Yeah. They're, awesome. They're cool. He, he's such a the, great coach man yeah. oh my gosh he okay wait no way he made it up to the triple a sorry i'm looking at him right now that's crazy dude so he he was on the west michigan whitecaps mm-hmm. after being on the the lakeland flying tigers for a little bit yeah. and yeah. in september yeah he got moved up to triple <laughs> a like m- mid late september so i Good think he's still him, with us but yeah he went to cal poly pomona yeah but that, <laughs> that i know crazy? a kid that
1: went there too I bet you, I bet you, I know his catcher, Shane Gibson, was there probably the uh-huh. same. He was there, and Shane Gibson is like a journeyman that's a seventh year senior at Richmond.
0: Bro, I'm telling you, the amount of guys that are, <laughs> they just have the craziest stories. Uh, <laughs> like in pro ball, I'm just like, I'm like, dude, there's more guys with like, you know, they they either went to multiple schools, went to or went to JUCO or got bounced and somewhere and then found a new spot and then like excelled there. Then guys who were like, just, you know, absolute stud, like four-year guys, like, you know, it's, it's crazy.
1: No, I do know. It's crazy. It is insane. It's a melting pot. This summer. I, that's like the reason I met Shane and his story is crazy. He's so old. He's 25 in a seventh year senior.
2: I was yeah.
1: this summer. And it's just funny. I'm, I was coaching a collegiate league and i here trying to play baseball again
0: um which one again what was that which uh team were you coaching
1: oh i was with green bay which is they're the rockers now but they, they were the booyah and Bullfrogs. but mm-hmm. your brother when he was in fondy played against them a lot
0: and then we had okay
1: brother's teammate carson yates from ucla on our team
0: yeah i just i just so, met him actually, my the other day yeah he's cool
1: yeah he's a really good dude and then we had we had so many just we had a 26 year old juco guy just from he went to us oh my gosh (laughs) school he went to usc and then went to la pierce Mm, yeah just for fun and then went to la pierce and then now he's like i don't know what he's doing this fall i haven't texted him but we had so many characters just good dudes but
2: so old
0: yeah that's like well, that I mean, that's kind of like how a lot of indie ball teams are formed too. Like, there's whole leagues oh, yeah. that are just like older guys too, and I didn't even know that was a thing. But I can only imagine what that's like. I got a little bit of a hint of that from like my buddy Tim, but uh, they're all just grinders. They have to be. It's insane. Yeah,
1: there's a league right by my house actually, the USPBL,
0: which is it's
1: mm-hmm. teams and they play on one field and they just play each other all year round.
0: Holy smokes!
1: I had a couple buddies go there and that's American or the Atlantic, or the Pioneer. So mm-hmm. they start indie ball, and they try and go up to another indie ball level, and they're trying to get signed right now. So it's crazy, just that whole thing. Indie ball. Yeah. Some, I, I, I love you I want to try it. I don't know how much baseball I got left in me, but I thought like, I'll do one year of indie ball. Up.
0: Well, I mean, your your timeline right now is in like a, you're, it's almost like you're in a pause, because it's like, it could get extended a lot farther like when you do the process right of recovering whereas i mean you and me both have probably seen guys who like get hurt and then they come back and they're just not the same guy um and maybe maybe they did you know the process as well as they could but like it just doesn't work out but like there's also some guys like me where the process did kind of just work out and then like things happen and you know part of that could be luck but i know at least on my end i did everything i could to like get back and oh yeah you also mentioned the um this is just for you personally, but like uh coming back like being cleared to throw and everything like that. I remember in my eight week um kind of like reevaluation with like my yeah. surgeon, he was like, "How do you feel like honestly, like do you think you can throw a ball?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like I probably could throw a ball after a month. You know he's like, all right, well, yeah, like you look fine. you should get cleared, uh but basically, what the whole point is like you should probably. You should be pretty sure about it. Like definitely don't yeah. need to rush the process that much, you know, in terms that's, of their recovery. So
1: that's where my, my thoracic outlet syndrome for everybody, like, Oh, it's just the worst. I remember when it happened, I thought I tore my ACL again because my whole arm locked, right? Hand seizures. To where my pinky was touching my wrist and I couldn't control.
0: My was hand. it like that kind of like. It was like literally yeah. shaking like this. Yeah. That you're connection. like. Yeah. So I
1: had TJ March 31st, 2021 when we were together at Tulane. Yeah. And then three days later, I get my scholarship taken from me and
0: I go and. Dude. We, yeah. You got to kind of walk me through that. And obviously we, uh, you know, we don't want to create any bad blood here. Like. Oh I no, know, there's none. I there's know There's none that. At all. Yeah, it's I've been in that situation, too, where I literally, you know, was getting. Yeah, I literally was in the same spot, too. I got my surgery in like late March and then like two months later, they're doing eczema. And it's like, we can't bet on you for to be healthy. Next and that's year. exactly and I was like, what all right, I get it. That's
1: exactly what me and, uh, you know, me and Tuna were talking about. It was a very civil meeting. I still love that dude so much. Mm-hmm. I love Jay, Daniel. Like, there's no bad blood at all. That's good. It was just the thing where. I knew I had to have that meeting. And I remember I was a week post-op. I literally was a week. I walk mm-hmm. in. I got to know what next year looks like. Cause that was the year that the transfer portal opened up.
0: Dude. Yeah. It opened up.
1: Oh, and, I, oh. and I was on a ton of money. I literally wasn't paying for school. Um, COVID kind of messed everything up. Like, I mean, messed everything up. Like you came back, Braden came back and Don came back.
0: It's crazy. So,
1: like we were supposed to get drafted. And I was like, I was a juke on. I'm like, I probably should have gotten picked up later rounds too. But Oh, yeah. It didn't happen. And I, remember I show up to campus and I get hurt immediately. Me, I was the first one there. And I was <laughs> and I thought we were going to be able to use the, the indoor thing. And they're like, yeah, the facilities are closed. And I'm like, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, that fall I'm was like, terrible. Go.
1: I call up Bernsey and I'm like, hey, there's a place you work at. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: throw
1: one day tricep. Like, okay.
0: You're like, ah. <laughs>
1: and i'm like okay like, that- no. and i call up max and that's when max was still there crazy mm-hmm. there, and he's like yeah like we should gotta do some work i'm like all right sounds good i remember november 11th i was throwing bullpens i was like 88 90 feeling good Threw a slider heard a pop I was like, all right
0: well dude max. i might have been there like when when i uh saw that too yeah i remember you being so frustrated i was like dude He, it's not like he had a bad side. Like, did he just get hurt? Like, I walked off the mountain. Yeah, I I was shocked. I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" (laughs) It
1: was Luis catching me, and I looked at. I just go, "It's gone." He goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "It's torn. I just tore my elbow."
0: Oh my gosh bro!
1: I go up and I don't even. Yeah. We had a trainer at the time. It was November.
0: We were in a little bit of a moratorium. Yeah. We had a. So I go in in and I go,
1: "Hey," I go, "Hey, we got. I have to go get MRI. Like, it's torn." And they're like, "All right, get MRI." yeah did PRP because I was like you know what I want to play like I, if it's not fully torn like let me play yeah I have that I mean I'm balling with my rehab mm-hmm. and the season comes around and it was tough to I was inner squatting every week but I didn't know when my time was going to be because we played live. what do you mean
0: by that what do you mean time
1: so I was in that gray area kind of like I am now like I'm healthy but I'm not that healthy
0: Oh, oh, oh really yeah. Well,
1: in my inner squads, I remember I had, like, five punches in three innings. And yeah.
0: No, I, was, I remember that, I was, too.
1: I was 88, 89, full stretch because they didn't, like, they didn't want me out of the windup or something. And I was like, all right, I, I can play. Like, the breaking ball's there. And then Lafayette came around. I was I didn't play. I didn't play the first two – I think it was three weeks, but
0: – That's so hard, too. What was that was like? Do you remember that? Hard. I, what do you remember that was like too? Like not playing this for a couple of weeks, because that that's going to happen to so many people.
1: So, for me personally, I knew physically I wasn't ready. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't prepare myself, and the thing is, what I would say to anybody who isn't playing, still try to get better, like better arm strength. Take care of your arm. I babyed mine. I said I don't want to throw. 180 feet before the game. Cause this could be the day that I go in. Yeah. So I throwing 90 feet, uh, I was throwing 60 feet. There were days I wouldn't throw. I would lift lighter. I wouldn't do my conditioning. So I was getting fatter. My arm was getting sore,
0: but you're was, just trying to feel good for the day.
1: I, I tried to feel hundred percent every single day.
0: Yeah. Because I was unhealthy for so long. And that's honestly, if you just look at it logically, it's kind of smart to be like, yeah, no, I want to feel good when I throw. But the reality of it is for guys You're like us, really. it's like, dude, like, don't don't try. Don't try. Like, get after it in the weight room during season. Like, it's fine. Like, obviously, don't, like, break your body apart. You know, like, don't don't go, like, super max everything. But, like, yeah, definitely don't baby it. <laughs> don't baby it either. Like, but I, I've done the same thing. I've done the exact same thing as you.
1: And that's where it kind of my downhill spiral really started was that babying and then I pitched out western Kentucky I remember I still get, I still get joked about this so much it was the eighth I think and I get looked at and it was the second day we, we remember we used 11 pitchers it was your start
0: yeah dude I do it was your that. start yeah no I remember that day yeah <laughs>
1: it was 11 it was 11 pitchers in yeah. our game at this point uh Latham looks at me and just goes. Ball, let's go. He goes, you go extend it. I'm like, sounds good. Ran down there. Had to pee
0: so bad. Get down there.
1: Be behind. I go pee Be behind.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: In the hack the hack shack.
0: I think I was down there with y'all actually because yeah. I had finished well, my start. It was
1: you and I was, was doing my post, Trent. Though. It was you and Trent down there. And I think couple, like maybe Grants too. Yeah, on and, the walkie. Oh my god. Yeah, Trent was on the walkie and I forget he was catching me. I threw, I ripped plyos. I threw like seven or eight fastballs, no, none of strikes. Threw a curveball. I'm like, all right, one more fastball. They're like, all right, you're in. Literally, did we know we had the quickest one, two, three inning ever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, there's two outs. I'm like, okay, set four pitch inning. I'm like, all right, let's go. I got eight on the mound. I don't remember my walkout song playing.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: any of my warm ups. All I remember is going three out of the first guy. <laughs> all right, cool. I go 3-0. Breaker. 3-0 breaker, strike. Yeah. 3-1 breaker, strike. 3-2 breaker, strike three looking.
0: That's college baseball right there in a nutshell. I go,
1: I go okay, nice. First pitch, the next guy, 84-mile-hour fastball. I hear, a hey, good changeup.
0: Dude, you, wait, who and said that? Who said that? Tuna. Oh, no. What? And I didn't know. that. I see like, Lathan look
1: at him. We were doing uh, hand signals at the time. Yeah,
0: the signs, yeah.
1: Tuna go. You know, good changeup. Lathan looks at him. He goes, and I knew he said that was a fastball. Yeah. And I go, oh 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 one breaker ground ball. The it, like almost hit off my mitt. I freaked out. I was, like, mm-hmm. was hear me a little dribble. I go, <gasps> and I just like <laughs> my mitt wasn't broken in either because so I didn't throw what I got. It. It was yeah. Just throwing. I had a rock solid mitt. He throws it, taps me in the butt. I'm looking. I'm like, all right. It's throwing it around. Everybody's walking towards me. I go.
2: What's
1: going on? Yeah. Tuna's coming to get me with two outs. I threw eight pitches. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then Keaton comes in. <laughs> One pitch, fly out to the wall. Yeah. Like, cool. And then he's done. <laughs> we, I didn't know. we didn't play bottom nine we were losing that day.
0: But um, it that was wasn't intense. your only outing, though, right? You threw nope. a couple more times.
1: Nope. Nope, because the next weekend we went to Troy. And I'll tell this story because – it's it, this is a big part of the mental health with baseball and like that's something i'm huge on because it's been you know really hard for me the last two years i've been hurt since july 2020 we were at troy and yeah. i remember rooming with bennett lee which great kid, by the way mm-hmm. um, i was rooming with bennett and that was my partner on the road friday night bolt off shoves at troy i sure oh yeah. yeah i think he did really well we won that game like 12-1. That was a day Hato went yard. Mm-hmm. Nuke to right field. Now, over I remember that. So yeah.
2: like, that was, cool. like, that was a know, great day.
1: Yeah, it was sick. Because I think that was his only, like only division one home run ever. Because he raked in the fall. But anyways, it was it was cool. And then the next day, Don's Don's throwing. He had a good like two to three innings, but then he had his pitch count was just super high. Mm-hmm. And I forget who we went to next, but then they got beat up, and next thing we know, it's like eight one.
0: They're, yeah, they're, I remember that game went lopsided pretty fast. Yeah, like their Saturday do was
1: their Saturday do was pretty solid, and then I get sent down in the sixth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm cool, like I'm good. Like let's go. Um, I was, it's down the sixth, and Jake. We didn't have a catcher because I think we only had three catchers. Jake Agrawal was our catcher like on the road. Mm-hmm. I, Where Hedo wasn't playing, Luis—I don't—I think Luis was hurt or DHing, and then Ben—I don't know what was going on. It was early in the season, so everything was different. Yeah. Oh, Jake was catching me. I'm warming up. Fastball's fine. It's Robbie and Price down there. I throw a curveball, and it hits the dirt, hits off Jake's mask, and ends up on the field. And next thing I know, it's like, hey, sit ball down. I'm like. And I love Jake Aguilar That's why I was like, it's not you, dude. Like it's me. Like that was my bad. Like I should <laughs> ball. But I was working on it. So it's it just yeah. what was supposed to happen. And I get, he goes, all right, ball up in the seventh. I'm up, throwing. Same thing. Hey, put him down. Lane goes in. Eighth. I'm warming up next to Grince at this point. I'm like, okay, I'm 50 warm-up pitches in. But if I sit down, I won't be hot. Dude, I'm
0: that's eight. such a tough po- spot to be oh. into when you get when yeah. you get warmed up multiple times. That it happens
1: was, in college too. Yeah. I remember through the bottom eighth, and I'm sitting there and I'm just on the bench and I'm like, I, I remember Robbie gave me a second to myself. I had to walk and I just, I almost, I almost lost it because um, I knew that I was never going to throw it. Like I wasn't going to throw for the team and I was hurt that's right when I knew I threw 60 pitches in the bullpen and I woke that night. I was like, I can't feel my arm. Yeah. And then Bennett who, you know, we have a good relationship still. We walk in and he needed to bring the loops, right? Like how we brought the loops to to wash. Uh, He goes, you need a minute. I was like, yeah. I scream fuck at the top of my lungs. And (laughs) this was my Curtis was my, the, the room next to us and I I guarantee you heard it. I punch the wall, I take a pillow, I'm hitting stuff, and I just break down in tears because I knew that everything that I thought was going to happen at Tulane didn't. And that's when I knew I wasn't going to pitch. I was hurt. Um, and I probably wasn't going to be here next year. It's and then pretty we really
0: humbling moment.
1: It in humbling it, I don't know if humbling's the word because I was already so
0: beaten lit. down almost.
1: Expectations were so low. I just wanted to feel the mound again. Yeah. I to feel that like I know I'm not throwing 95 anymore, but it's 87 like and it strikes. And that's where I was like I just wanted to prove myself, but it nothing always happens the way you expect it. And when it does, count your blessings because it, it won't make- <laughs> Oh yeah. And we, and everybody who's been hurt knows that everybody who plays college baseball knows that it doesn't always go the way you want it to. And then two weeks later, I get an MRI because Tuna goes, you're not healthy, are you? And I go, oh no, I'm not. We lost a GCU in a series and we lost a lot of tech. And then that was, that was that weekend I got my MRI and they scheduled surgery for the 31st. Then a week later, I scholarship pulled still but the thing is i'm still in the dugout but once Mm -hmm. i portal there was a lot of like what are you still doing here i remember that feeling like oh i just don't feel in place here because i still was thinking about coming back as a walk-on which is a Mm.
2: preferable spot for me yeah
1: but i remember that like hey like what do you like what are you doing here
0: yeah and I just, I've felt that too. I felt that after, as Santa Clara for sure.
1: Yeah. It, you just like, you're like, oh, I'm still like, I'm still, guys, we've been through so much together already this year. Like, mm-hmm. leave. We're, like we're starting conference play. Like, and I'm not going to travel, but like, I still want to be in the dugout for you guys. Like, I still want to root you guys on. Like, there's like, I love you guys. Yeah. But the feeling wasn't reciprocated. So I said, all right, I'm going home. And I remember I packed up my stuff three weeks post op My buddy flew down, my dad flew down, and we took all my stuff home. Mahmood and Turner and Blee helped me pack up the U-Hawks. I had one arm. And I left. And I haven't, you know, I haven't seen many. I have, I went down to New Orleans to visit in February. That's the last time I you know, saw any of those dudes, talked to any of those dudes. And that's like, it sucks that's the life of baseball There's dudes I played somewhere my when I was 17 and I love, and I've never seen it because that's just how the
2: world works.
0: Yeah. I have a dude, I mean. Just hearing that, like, I I honestly, I didn't even think about it um, while it was happening to you, but I was in the same exact position as you where it was my first year at that school. I mean, obviously, I've talked about Santa Clara enough, but just for you to hear it, I mean, I rationalized, like, why those guys wouldn't, like, like, take me not that they weren't taking me in or like being supportive like they were but I understood why they were like frustrated with me and just like didn't really see like a reason to to like you know make him feel like you know he wants to come back and stuff like that like in that or in those like couple months I, I built up so so much resentment for just like not not fitting into because I've never really not fit in. And I, that was the first time that was like such a huge moment for, or not moment, but like period of time where I was like, I felt so different just going in every day. Like, and I was like, this is what it feels like. Like, it feels so odd being on the outside. And for me, that's why I said humbling, because it was like, it was like, there should never have been like that. They're on the outside. We're on the inside type of thing. And that might be like one of the few things. Like when I look back at my career in college, like I, I definitely wish I like brought guys in a little bit more. And I thought Tulane, like for the most part, like everyone got along. But there were definitely guys on both the, both of the years I was there where like I have I can look back and say they probably felt like they weren't like super tight or as tight as I feel like I was with with everyone because I felt like I got along with everyone be and then being the guy who wasn't that I understood like oh yeah I should if I'm tied with everyone everyone's gonna feel you know feel the same way as me but that's just not how it works you know
1: yeah dude I it was weird because I was the juco dude and we had a we had a couple I lived with two of them and then we had you know Tommy was there too yeah but I never really clicked with anybody and that was just like and that, that's what the hard part was, is, you know, I, I did a lot of stupid stuff my first semester because I didn't like, it was like, if I came, I was at a huge school, I did a lot of stupid stuff, but I was were still- enjoying
0: yourself though. Like you, you were definitely yeah, and like that's- taking advantage of what Tulane has to offer and no one should ever be knocked for that. And by that, I mean, you were like, you know, if, unless I'm overstepping you, you took advantage of like such a great atmosphere of like, just. Uh, like athlete like the athlete pool is so like interconnected very social like you know it's actually kind of one big family like even though like not everyone gets along with each other all the time it's like it's still kind of like a like almost like a high school where it's like everyone knows everyone you know and it's like it's fun to kind of like just mingle around with people like just be friends with people on different teams like I always thought that was a great part about Tulane like athletics as a whole even though like every athlete there would be like all right Tulane athletes you guys are being so corny like trying to bring us together but like the reality is like it's everyone true, got brought together in a very natural way like just the by best... being around the school and in that like kind of hub it was such a like family feel and I, I mean that's that's at least one thing I uh I really liked about Tulane and then also I like agree. I mean everything about Tulane too it's like you know there's there's downtown there's food there's you know a, it's a great perfect. student life like the, no know, it's it's, it's amazing there's, there's everything so it's like the yeah. year we were there though it was your last year my first year
1: um yeah. got there and that's when the COVID stuff was happening so we
0: couldn't really so do bad anything.
1: we couldn't do anything crazy I was just you know meeting people having fun and it's like still to this day some of my best friends at Tulane aren't baseball players I would say like oh yeah there's dudes that like I I'm still like you know we still talk. There's still like you know I'll catch up with them, but there's dudes like I don't even think I follow on Twitter anymore. I'll follow on Instagram. like you know just like stuff like that where it's like I don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing with your life.
0: Yeah, and that,
1: we've had that team from what was what two years ago is all holy totally brand new. Yeah, you know it's it's a lot of new dudes. Um, myself like talked to Trev, Groth, my people I lived right with, but I remember they're like. You know, I didn't feel like I had any friends on the team. They were just my teammates.
0: Yeah, that's such a hard place to be in.
1: Yeah, which my other, which my friends were actually, you know, playing tennis or they were swimmers or stuff like that. They played certain different sports, even some of the football dudes.
0: Yeah. I, but we can't like, relate to you at all, like in terms but, of the baseball stuff, which is like your whole life.
1: Yeah, and then the people I'm around all day, you know, I don't know if they have my back yeah it was tough and I definitely put myself in the situations you know I'm very outgoing I'm loud I'm easy to pick on because I don't (laughs) but at the same time it's like I don't know who to trust sometimes so that's where it's like that's where it's that tough part of like you always got to be a good teammate Mm -hmm. try to develop that feel yeah and like that's tough as a juco kid yeah a new school that's tough as a freshman going to a new school because i remember there's there was things that like the freshmen and the juco dudes do that were like hey like that can't fly
0: <laughs> yeah i mean there we're, we're we're towing a very fine line because there are things where it's like oh if a guy just does something out of like sheer ignorance that he has no feel for and it's like it's harmless it's like all right let's not like actually rag on him for this like he just doesn't know better like it's just our job to be like hey, let's just steer you in the right direction. That's one thing. And then if the guy does something that's like completely out of line, like very inappropriate or like, you know, no, it's like, okay, like we should probably, you know, like just make sure like- Double max fine for sure. Yeah, it's like, let's, let's like make sure fine. like that doesn't happen again type of thing. But then you also mention how like, this is so hard. You mentioned how it's like, and we're obviously our school wasn't the only school where like guys no. have felt like this. No, nope, it's you know, every is, school. Yeah, it, I, honestly, it's it's definitely most. I won't say every. I, I don't really want to say every, but I do think it's most where, um, it's it's or it's really rare to find a team where everyone like like there's a very good tight knit group of like guys who like all have each other's back. I've actually noticed that kind of like once you head to a affiliate ball in pro ball, like everyone seems to be getting along like pretty well for the most part. Oh yeah, and like everyone's obviously grinding for the same thing but it's like we, we still want to see our guys do well and that's such a hard thing in college too because everything is you know it's very competitive it's a hyper competitive environment it's so like results driven where it's like you know I want to be the top dog and if I'm not that then like the guy above me is the guy that I want to be like and I want to see him not do well so that I can get that spot like it's just kind of like a reality and it's really tough so tough in college too where it's like you're kind of also influenced by the outside world a little bit like you know like the the whole like you got to be cool type of thing or like you mentioned like you know you being like outspoken like you're you're very gregarious and like you know i'll even admit at first i would be like yeah i would be like i I remember other people being like dude like what is ball doing and i i'm just there like thinking yeah, what is he doing? But then I realized like that, that's like who he is. Like you can't fault a person for who they are. Like you should always accept someone for who they are. So like, I think you just like undeniably being yourself is a lot more frankly, like courageous, brave, whatever the word is like, it's way, it's way better that you went at like, you know, your experience at Tulane as yourself, as opposed to trying to come in and like fit the mold, you know, cause there's there's always people like that too you come in as a fresh or new guy it's like you're just trying to fit in like not ruffle any feathers like nah fuck that like you should come in and like be who you are obviously don't you don't want to be a dickhead or whatever but like yeah like you should be yourself and if guys aren't gonna accept you for that like that's that's more on them than it is on you and that's you know that's coming out of college it's very hard probably for young guys to hear that right now um but like you know, if you're not, if you're not harming anybody and you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're being yourself, like definitely, definitely don't, don't change, you know, for the likes of others, you know, it's just, it's not going to help in the long run, college baseball and even pro baseball only goes so long, you know? So it's like, there's no point in trying to please those people who don't even like care about you, like in the short term, at least, you know, uh, you know, it's for suffering in the long term for trying to like change who you are. I don't know. That's just, like, a big thing I've kind of thought about, like, now that I'm in the position I'm currently in.
1: Yeah, and that's where, like, the, the maturity thing comes in, right? And how you talk about how pro ball is very, you know, we're, we're all riding for each other. We all want to – there's a 25-man roster in pro ball that for the major league team. It's
2: mm-hmm.
1: right. Yeah. And then there's, what, 200 of you guys in the minor?
0: I think it was 210 and recently yeah, and it got contracted like, to 180. What? I don't think it'll get contracted again, personally, but I think 180. You know, you, even if it's 182, you two, got it's the GCL
1: guys. You got, are you guys? Yeah.
0: G- we're uh, we're Arizona uh, so Complex League, okay. so it's like or AC, yeah, AZL, whatever you want. to so You it. got
1: your AZL, which and you got AZL, and you got to go slow and then high, double, triple, and major league roster.
0: Yeah, and uh, our and every or most teams I think have a Dominican uh like oh yeah well yeah and they all it's a lot of younger guys but they they come come in and play rookie ball too the maturity
1: thing you yeah you come in and the maturity thing is okay well why would i do this why would i try and be as good as someone that i know you know he got paid more than i did he's Hmm. no he's more talented art than i am why not just work hard to be the best of i am they drafted me they Mm -hmm. didn't need to be like him they drafted me to be myself and to yeah. get the all the scouts that drafted you and the gms they picked people to be who they are yeah they
0: you read my mind more. honestly
1: they want to see more of you but they picked you
0: mm-hmm. They didn't
1: you know him twice yeah so the maturity piece and then that's why it goes back to college i felt that you i know you i know you probably felt that i felt that about you sometimes i love you got it. <laughs> i hope jack doesn't do well today because you know i'm a starter
0: well yeah no that makes sense go, then you get I go, more opportunities I go, yeah. that's my
1: dude like I, <laughs> you and oltoff are like dudes i remember we had a conversation in the locker room uh-huh. i was having from my prp it was january you guys looked at me and goes bro we're gonna need you this year and i was like that's the first nice thing anybody said like to me about
0: baseball it's and honestly like, yeah uh, it's i was like whoa it's hard it's these dudes I trust it's surprisingly hard for people to to do that but it, it's and again I struggle with this so much too like because I know I I always look back at my time at two and think like okay a, as a starter like I should have definitely been more of a leader like there are times where I definitely could have said something and didn't and I know I could have like I even had things to say and just held back and that's one of the hardest things to do is just like let a guy know like something that he really needs to hear in the moment and even though you like you might feel uncomfortable in that moment like saying it like it's so much better like in the long run hearing it yeah i I mean but (laughs) then in the long run like then you look back and you're like holy shit like that actually was really like impactful important and like that had that you know lasts a long time like in your memory oh my god
1: did it bro like still to this day i remember it was so vivid we just got done like running or lifting. We we are all in Spartan gear.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm like, I'm like, yo, they said they need me. Like our one and two. Like our two best pitchers on the team. And oh stop. Like, well, yeah. I mean, like, you guys lugged the most innings. I mean, we had Key, Don, like
0: we had some and studs.
1: And who I don't think he's playing anymore. Trent, yeah. Trent had a good like little run in Indie ball, but you know, we had some dudes that like lugged a lot of innings, helped us out. And like of the two dudes that were like hey we need you were the dudes that pitched 100 innings or whatever I was like okay that's sick like I feel wanted and that's when I started like you know starting to get feel good I was throwing well yeah you know stuff happens but
0: it's really that simple
1: that like got me through the next like four to six weeks
0: it's really that simple honestly and uh I definitely look to do that more too when I see a guy struggling like because I mean it's going to happen to everybody too especially once you get to this level like you're just going to hit a wall at some point Um, but you also mentioned one really important thing that um, I definitely saw once I got to pro ball more so than college and that's really just focusing on yourself and like just being the best version of you because at that point you just compete with yourself you know you're just competing with yourself yesterday as opposed to competing with other guys and it's way more difficult to try and compare yourself all the time to everyone else because you're just gonna you're gonna get eaten alive by doing that your mind is just gonna overthink everything and it's just I've done it too I did it too once I got the pro ball too and I was like yeah I I got worried I was like dude these guys are so much more talented like how the fuck am I ever gonna like succeed you know and then like but thankfully by the time I actually got around to season you know it, it was like all right it doesn't even fucking matter at this point like you're the guy that's in that into pitch right now not everyone else. Like you got to perform for your fucking self, you know? So it's like, do this for you, you know? So I I just, I like that point that you hit on. Um, I think it's, it speaks volumes. And that's where I think,
1: you know, with all this, like, there's so much data now and I'm going to take this in a way that we're talking about comparing ourselves or other people.
0: We should talk about data stats.
1: You compare yourself to other people, but you can also compare it to yourself time before. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like, dude, I got a two-one. This guy's got a four-six. Why is he getting called up? Something like that, or like, why is he pitching on the weekend, or why the yeah. scholarship? And you look at, we both throw eighty-nine. Mm-hmm. We both, you know, we both throw hard. Like what, like, and especially in high school. And this is for high school dudes. Don't compare yourself to the people that go to different high schools that go play mm-hmm. for football teams. Their parents have more money than you. They're bigger than you, they're stronger than you. Just worry about yourself. I personally
2: totally
1: think I would play college baseball. I was 17 when I got my first offer. D2 walk on, throwing 78 miles an hour. I go, okay. I had that shot, right? So you get the shot. I'm like, okay, I gotta play college baseball. Next thing I know, four months later, I'm throwing 86, 88. Walk up to the coach and say, hey man, uh, you know, 28 grand a year for school doesn't sound great. I mean, you know any money left available but i was comparing myself to someone i was comparing myself to dudes that had scholarship
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and i was like all right i i'm ranked higher than this dude like whatever i'm out man i'm going juco and i'm trying to find the best juco i'm like i get to juco i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be this i'm gonna be that like i'm ranked this on pg i literally did that for so long until i got to division one and i go oh it doesn't matter anymore
0: yeah you're like off.
1: Oh, once oh. you get to division one even division two II, division three naia once you get to a four-year and i understand juco like rankings it helps yeah you know throwing heart helps being like that helps once you get to that four-year where you want to be
0: none of it matters yeah frankly
1: we we had dudes Braden old Top, who who was that dude and now oh, he's you know
0: Dude, he, his story. I don't know if, like, I hope he comes on here at some point to talk about it because he has a good story too. He's just like you, like, no interest out of high school. Like, no, it's, and I love those stories because I was the fucking opposite. And I hate saying that. Like, <laughs> I was like, but I peaked early. So, I mean, I, I won't talk about me, but Brain's one of those dudes too where he had like nothing out of high school, went Juco, hit a spurt late, which happens probably more than people think. And, then just bam, like he's on, he's going from Juco to being becoming a absolute dude at Two Wayne. And,
1: and then, I would, yeah, with Braden though, and that's one thing we wrap around, and I hope everybody knows, learns who Brayden Olthoff is. The dude never cared about anything besides getting his work done, having, you know, getting his, he got his work done, he got his school done. He would just be so relaxed all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: until the flip got, until the switch got flipped. He'd be in his zone right before the game. But he wouldn't let, he wouldn't compare himself to other people. I know you live with them. But from what I saw, didn't compare himself to other people. Just tried to have fun. Yep. Enjoy the people he was around. Do the things he liked to do. He'd longboarded, longboard the school.
2: <laughs>
1: try to do the things he loved and still be a good pitcher. Never compared himself to anybody. And that's like, he's kind of a robot for me of like where I'm at now. It's just like, dude, just have fun and love what you do. And then it'll all
0: work out. Yeah. I mean,
1: yourself. He's the most I myself guy
0: ever. Yeah, he definitely is. He's one of them <laughs> for sure. And I mean, I'm sure in his head, he has, um, you know, a, a goal. You know, obviously he's, he made it up to double A this year too. Like he's close, right? Like obviously his goal is to like get to the big leagues, but then it's possible. Yeah. And let's say, let's say that is his goal, just get to the big leagues as soon as he gets the big leagues, his goal is going to be to perform well in the big leagues. Yeah. And then if he performs well in the big leagues, it's, you know, be an all-star or pitch in the playoffs, win a world series, like get a huge contract. Like the goal is never really stop until like, there's literally nothing else like left. So instead of just focusing on the goal, just focus on like the day-to-day process of First. just kind of like working at it. <laughs> you know, like you're never going to hit those goals if you don't just work at it every single day. And that is one thing that Braden did, I will probably, yeah. I think he did it better than anybody else on our team and probably better than most people in the damn country in terms of like every single day he made sure he like did his stuff, like his extra stuff that he knew he had to get done in order to be ready for the next start. Like no matter what, super no matter what. Yeah. Like no matter anything. Yeah.
1: Day to day. Yeah. He could have went to bed at 5 a.m. That dude was up running poles.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'd be running poles at six for sure. I mean, like
1: he's just, he's just a, he's very strong mentally and he just, he just loves life. You know, he's just a really happy dude where that's where everybody like should try to get and it. It's not that easy. Mm
0: -hmm. He kind of had that built in and and honestly. Yeah. He, yeah, he had that built in where he, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a second thought that he was going to like, just get his work done. Like it was like, Oh, I need to like, it's not like, uh, do I really want to get it done today? Like, is it, is it's all right if i you know don't right no like every single day (laughs) it's like he's doing he's doing it like he's getting it done uh but okay wait we we touched on the tech part though too because like yeah the tech i'm curious on what
1: you think because i know you're not i watch i saw one of your tiktoks i don't know who you just had on but the you're not a fan of the plyo
0: balls huh oh chase yeah yeah so he he and i i know you're not really a huge fan well, it's crazy because we kind of touched, uh, inter- I'll address that part and then I'll touch okay. on, like, me first Yeah, or yeah. after that. uh, The claim that he was making about, like, the shift in the plyo ball era, like, how it used to be so frowned upon, and he had a personal experience with it being um at Cal Poly, I think. I think it was Cal Poly. And he, for whatever reason, you know, like, Uh, went to driveline came back and like was doing a lot of plyo ball stuff and they were like whoa whoa, like what is this you know i just don't think they really agreed with it and um he was like he was kind of at the front of the plyo ball sort of era where it wasn't really looked at as like oh like this is yeah this is like a widely accepted thing like this is good for your arm type of thing there were so many question marks and now what he was saying is it's in the complete opposite spectrum where literally everybody is expected to like know how to do plows or like have a fucking plyo routine and he was like guys with longer arm actions like don't need to be doing it um and then they start doing it and then they develop like the shorter arm actions and it's just like it doesn't work you know like long arm actions still work too kind of like what he was saying and I was always on that side of the spectrum where I was like I was like dude I've got good like I've got like a good arm path like good mechanics like I'll do a little bit of like you know some reverse stuff like
2: well I never wanted to
0: exercise yeah I never wanted to fuck with my arm action ever and since I've started pro ball I've I've started doing a lot more plyos because it's really more uh of like a lower half patterning thing for me yes um yeah that's the argument I make and we'll get into that keep going yeah so um I think if you do plyos right if you have a, a a good sort of like um not a way of doing them but like if there's a reason that you're actually doing them and it's not just like oh I'm just trying to throw like the heavy ones to you know game strength and the light ones to game arm speed and then be able to like pull down into a net like super fast it's like all right right, like that sounds great it's like is that for you though like that's definitely not for everyone I'm still on like the page where it's like it's not for everyone you know like everyone can find a benefit out of it yes but not everyone needs to do them like all the time or to the level of what i think like some people do them and like it's kind of unnecessary so
1: i'm I'm huge so the reason i'm so big on it and it started when i was in high school yeah did a horrible way like it wasn't it was so early i was what 17 so still like the climb of drive line. Uh, yeah. I was doing like rockers and walk-ins and then just throwing heavy balls into a net. I didn't know how to do it. All I know is that I did get stronger. Oh yeah. UCL hurt. I had a UCL strain.
2: Mm.
1: Okay. But I was stolen hard. I was throwing really hard. It's like I jumped at 10 miles an hour in literally five months.
0: Yeah. You're like this type of training right. helps your arm.
1: Lifting so I started taking it seriously. So I was like, okay, drive fly. stop doing it. But when I go to my senior year of high school, have a great senior year, but VLOs drop. And I'm like, all right, come fall, when I go to school, I got to start throwing plyos again. Winter comes around, throw plyos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Next thing I know, I'm at 94.
0: But I'm- <laughs> Oh yeah, waiting. that's I'm crazy.
1: I'm spurting. So I go, okay, my plyo routines are great. Yeah, like my arm doesn't hurt, whatever. I was ridiculed at junior college as well because I started doing it spring of my freshman year. My coach was like, Yeah, well, like, what is this? Like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, not the top of your arm. Yeah. I, I was the dude that threw 52 innings, like, which is not a ton in junior college, but 14 starts.
0: No, that's pretty good. Yeah.
1: I threw a lot in JUCO. I go do it in the summer, have a two-way ERA in the Northwoods through 44 innings. Mm-hmm. That's when I had, you know, that's when. Really, I was starting to peak and everything. But the plyo balls ended up hurting me because I had TJ. And I go, okay, I need to shorten my arm action. It was my arm action. No, it was the load. It was the lack of load. It was the not recover. It was all that that blew my elbow out. Not my... Yeah. ...in the plyos. Because I threw the plyos correctly. And I had a long arm. Yeah. And right when I changed my arm action to this short I was hurt every day Hmm. and it rolls around I get tj I'm like oh still got to be short next day I know my arm doesn't work
2: anymore
1: (laughs) I'm done with when I finally get to throw I am here to here to there and also (laughs) my
2: arm and that didn't hurt which is really cool
0: okay so you know what I okay I'm not changing it I guess on the spot but like it sounds like to me what plyos really is it is a it is an exercise for your arm that not a lot of people do so like when you get first introduced into the plyos um there's like that adjustment period your arm kind of has to adjust you know to the volumes or the weights or just the the level of throwing that you kind of up yourself to and it can expose a lot of people's arms not necessarily because their arms are weak, but maybe because they're moving their body like inefficiently for their arm. Cause that's so funny. Max actually said this to me uh, while while he was still at Twain, um a while back that like wherever I'm like feeling pain or whatever, like usually that's not the area that needs like the work. Mm-hmm. Like usually it's something else that's causing it cause obviously everything's connected. So anytime I would do plasma and feel like pain, I'd be like, oh man, like this doesn't feel good on my arm. I'm definitely like, like, plyos are just not good for my arm. Like, but then I realized it's, like, no, dude. You're like, you're literally flying your front side and, like, your arm's coming in, like, way back here like a fucking catapult, like, and your elbow's dropping and, like, all this shit. So, it's, like, no, I just, like, did plyos incorrectly. So, like, and f- full disclosure, like, fucking everyone does plyos in, like, pro ball now, too. Like, eh, like and not And okay. everybody
1: still kind of does it wrong. But that's the thing. You can't ever have perfect mechanics so yeah. To do it wrong when it's a drill yeah yeah so you like I, I rotate my trunk and my arm at the same time and I always kind of have done that and I work to try and get hip shoulder separation but I'm a big dude I don't have much t-spine mobility I might now after surgery
0: but <laughs> yeah I didn't have much
1: I didn't have much hip shoulder separation but I still threw 95 yeah because I had good timing good sequencing my arm was on time yeah but then Eventually, I did get exposed, and I got hurt. I, yeah. got I didn't do the proper things to fix it, such as, you know, better t spine mobility, and that's like my better hip shoulder. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was lacking, and then I got exposed, I got hurt. But I'll still die on the pedestal, but plyos and the drills associated with it, janitor throws, uh, step backs, drop steps, are all good for you if you know how to do it how much to do it and yeah. to do it in like a velo phase and a strength phase yeah you gotta know a three month six month plan with it
0: yeah if you gotta be careful you just gotta be careful with them yeah you can't just go out and like buy you know buy a whole set and then just like throw them all like into a net like yeah you gotta have a good plan with them which You also is
1: gotta go someone who's trusted with it i know i have a guy back home who's young dude but he's trusted he and i trust him with it he's done a lot of research he knows what he's talking about mm-hmm. from the driveline guys the p3 cressy and all the other big ones information is just a constant flow
2: mm-hmm.
1: where they say something cressy agrees cressy doesn't agree but those big dudes that have those platforms trickle down effect
2: so yeah
1: I'm still consuming the same information so it's possible for everybody to be able to be knowledgeable, but you want that trusted person to be able to you know, guide you through it if you aren't knowledgeable
0: well that's also one thing about technology that is like really beneficial for us now is we can literally like throw a band on everyone's arm and say mm-hmm. like oh your elbow is experiencing too much stress when you throw it like that let's try to change that or a like use pulse um I, yeah with our rehab guys i know they always mm-hmm. have like a band on their uh, on their arm when they're throwing you know for the first times or you know getting back onto it we don't but it's kind of, like it's okay like i know some orgs do where like every guy will throw with like a modus sleeve um like the reds i know do that because don has talked on this uh about that um i understand though if i don't like if I, if my arm doesn't hurt like if my arm feels good like it's it's okay <laughs> like you know so
1: um i agree with but- both because i have the aura ring right so i measure mm. I sleep I measure uh you know how many calories I burn I measure just my recovery overall because it does it also it also does data that it gets through my body yeah. Same, but there's sometimes I just don't let it charge because I don't want it to tell me that I'm not ready to go <laughs> I to tell myself that I'm ready to roll that's funny I know that I had a buddy who at juco last fall who was like man my arm doesn't feel great and throw like crap. And I was like, bro, don't wear that one day. It was like 88, 89 that day. He goes, oh, I feel good. I'm like, okay, throw the thing on. He goes, oh yeah, i doesn't seem supposed to feel good. Like, the mind over the body. Mm. I think like, the mind controls the body. Yeah. Who says that? I forget the mind.
0: Oh, that's, a, that's a tuna. That's is a that a tuna? Right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's
1: hilarious. And to hit on tuna, side note, we did a drill called Toda Inada. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. We did that drill here and I go. I had a, I almost blacked out. I was like, I go, I thought I was at like, the Travis Jewett drill.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but like, it was hilarious. <laughs> the mind organizes the body and that's very, if the, you don't need the technology every day. It's so nice to have because we like to quantify things.
2: Yeah. But just not need it.
0: It's good for measuring and it's, it's good Super for, good yeah for people to be able to like analyze and like keep you healthy and stuff but uh, unfortunately not every program has it once you hit the pros it's like there's people that are literally like their whole job is to just like keep track of all this stuff and like you know let you know like what you're doing right and wrong um but for like a college guy or a high school guy it's like yeah look into it just to like maybe get a sense of who you are as a pitcher but like yeah like you were talking about the example of like oh my arm like it's telling you that your body doesn't feel like good. It's like no, definitely listen to like what your mind is telling you. Like, it, especially it's for gonna, the high
1: school dudes, it's, it's gonna, gonna be way more the
0: And the JUCO dudes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they're still trying to get somewhere. They they need to get somewhere. High school and JUCO dudes, you don't need it if you throw seventy eight. You don't need it if they, if anything, you need to eat, sleep, don't do anything stupid, drawn. Mm-hmm. Let that arm work and just keep working there's a lot of dudes that are like buy the plyo set they buy the driveline pulse they buy the shoulder tube and they don't they eat cereal in the morning and then talk at night and they don't lift and they're 175 pounds yeah and they don't know how to use their body
0: that's another big one row yeah
1: before you need the plyos before you need the shoulder tube and everything before you need the pulse or you need to get. I need to. I need my numbers on the rap Soto. Oh, you need to throw. You need to throw eighty eight. You got to throw ninety. Yeah. You got um,
0: dude. Yeah. It's um, it's taken a long time. Well, I mean, I guess this has always happened, but addressing your weaknesses is like, that's like step one of like it's pro so ball. Yeah, it's because it, you know, everyone's like, you know, play your strengths. Like, do what you do well. Like. No one wants to like do the the mobility work that they do that fucking hurts or yeah, or like do the extra stretch work or eat more than they'd like to because they feel like it they don't believe in that like that it'll help um but yeah, like you're totally right everyone who uh you know they're at a place where they're uh they're not that not that you're where you're at you know you're not happy but it's like you have a you know, a goal, like if you have somewhere, you know, you're striving towards like a, you know, you're, you're looking to improve. It's like, yeah, address the weaknesses. Like if you're good at, you know, like, let's say you throw 95, like, that's awesome. But it's like, but if you walk the house, it's like, okay, you you know, you need to work on, you know, or yeah, yeah. It's like, um or yeah, you, you know, you throw strikes all day, but you throw 84. It's like, okay. Yeah. You definitely don't need to be doing like you know flat grounds and like working on your pitch mix all the time like extra it's like you're already good at doing that like you know you're good at doing that like you obviously need to like just get bigger like you need to address the fact that you're weak or maybe you don't move efficiently you know so is
1: that is it like that in pro ball so that's something I say I know a lot about you know I know a certain amount the draft and stuff like that with actual pro ball you guys have your own individual plans that no one can like it's not Cookie cutter. Is it all very like this? Is all Jack Aldrich's. He's supposed to do this, 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 this.
0: Oh, here's my out. here's my off season program right here. I mean, these are like pitches that I throw. These are all comments from people uh in the organization, like things they want to see me do in the off season. These are my like five goals I have right here. I have uh things I would do every day, like in my little skills camp thing with individualized movement and plyo patterns, uh like throwing. <laughs> um yeah and like yeah so like for me for example mine was um we were we were working on mechanics working on moving better like yeah. like for me they're like yeah like we think you're plenty strong like you know you're what does it say here 211 you know i hover around 210 212 like you know i don't have you're to strong two- dude yeah like i i think they're like yeah you're you're strong um obviously you throw fucking strikes out the ass like you know how to pitch they're but it's like, 89 they're like well, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you don't move well. They're like, Yeah, we can just clearly see that like you're not moving as efficiently as you could. So it's like everything you're doing right now, it should just be geared towards that. So like everything I have here and the you know, what I was working on Arizona once the season ended for a couple of weeks, like it was all just geared towards that. And then the guy next to me, you know, he's working on pitch design. And then the guy next to and then the guy, yeah, the guy next to, you know, him, he's working on uh yeah, just like uh, command. That was it. Command. Yeah. Put it in The guy throws 98. You throw then, 100. Was command. Throw which is crazy, too. We actually had a guy, he, you know, toward the end of the season, he'd be, like, 93, 94, and then once he got to Arizona, did a couple weeks of, like, you know, some plyos the right way and just kind of moving the body differently. Like, not only did his command go up, but he was hitting, like, 98, 99 in the pens, and we're like, but he he used to be, you know, a guy like that who could, like, hit those high numbers, and then he kind of lost it. So it's, like, yeah, if you just get that, that hyper-focus on, like, you know, the things that you're, you're sucking at, like, it can yield some some great results quick.
1: You know Will Klein?
0: Yeah, I do, definitely.
1: That dude throws buzz.
0: Oh, yeah, he does. Throws he's, absolute cheddar.
1: Yeah. Was, <laughs> did you play with him yet, or is he in double?
0: Um, he's, well, yeah, he was uh, in double-A this year, so I haven't played on, like, a team with him. I think maybe Before, I was, like – Stuff like that. Yeah, like, you know, spring training or whatever. Like, I'd be in the dugout or watch. I've seen him throw a few times, but, yeah, I mean.
1: Because that's the other Royals dude I know that, you know, he. When you said, like, the dude that just throws 98, that dude throws 98 for strikes.
2: hmm yeah. And
1: I have a funny story about him. Is he was playing against us in He was throwing, like, 84, 86 in his warm-ups. And <laughs> our captain dude, like, our main dude on the team, it's like, oh, I'm gonna take this kid yard. First pitch was a hundred. Yeah, he literally puts his arms up, puts his bats on the ground, puts his arms up, and everybody just starts laughing. And then next thing we know, Will Klein's picked up in the fourth round.
0: Yeah, he he's one of those guys that can. Uh, now I'm not gonna you know comment on his work. At I'm sure he works very hard and like he he clearly like knows how to move the body well. Oh, like he's also six he's, ten. He's uh, all right. He's like, yeah, he's t- he's a tall guy. I don't know how tall he is, actually, but, Huge. Big but he's, dude. he's get, you know, he's a gifted athlete. So it's like his ability is like so second to none. And uh, there are there are a lot of those guys, too. Um, but, you know, we get guys, too, where it's like, you know, very, very talented. Right. And it's like you just got one little thing. You just got to kind of like correct it, just address those weaknesses. You know, it's such a big thing um that's why i like the technology now because it's used in the right ways you know you guys get all that you know you guys get the
1: you made it to pro ball you did the stuff that you are supposed to do before with college that's where and even i think it's more in four years than it is in junior college cuz junior college coaches coaches are trying to move you on so the development factor is letting you play more yeah like junior college that's where i saw the biggest rise for me and that's why i'm such a big you know, I'm a big advocate for JUCO is because me too, yeah. I had that rise. I had that rise there. I think both of us did. Oh, absolutely. Solid. I mean, you were really solid out of high school. That's why you went to Division One. But then when you went to JUCO, that's when you're like, the mind gets there. You're like, I understand what I have to do.
2: You're going yeah. to
1: work. But right when I got to a four-year, it's like, well, why am I throwing the same as this dude? Why am I doing this if I can't do this well? and it becomes so you know together because stuff works like that and i was super individual like the whole two years i was at juco and when i get to a four years i want what you have in that sheet of this is what they say this is what they say yeah you need to work on this this but we don't have a bio what is it the the mocap lab <laughs>
2: have yeah the
1: pulse we don't have the the track man what we did but we don't have everything like that every day to throw on yeah so college is such a grind where you just got to know yourself and yeah and for hitters i don't even know how to speak on hitters dude that their their life is the hardest life ever
0: yeah hitting hitting is definitely hard too but uh it, it always depends on the program you're at too whether you have like you know a team where it's a little bit more um i'm not going to say cookie cutter but it's like we have like a team philosophy, like a way of, you know, throwing, there's like team goals that we're trying to meet type of thing. Um, whereas some programs are a little bit more individualized. And I think it's, I feel like it's starting to shift that way. Um, (laughs) like the guy, like, uh, I told you the, uh, coach I had on from Chapman. I mean, he's, the way he approaches his team and players is very individualized. And I absolutely love hearing that because I feel like that is just something that college baseball needs. And, uh, and again, his program's pretty successful ever since he's come on. So I feel like you know the like the results just like they speak for themselves, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's so it's so hard to to navigate through such a performance based, just kind of nature that is college baseball. You know, it's it's all about winning, team wins. You know, and focusing on individual development is it can always come off as like egotistical or selfish, but you have to kind of take that, you know, into your, uh, that has to be something that you like take charge of. Cause um, I'm sure you remember this, like Daniel Latham fucking love Daniel Latham. He is, he was always available for guys to uh, come in, talk about outings and stuff like that. And that is great. We love that in our coaches who are open to having a dialogue about, you know, um, like working on certain things. Right. But in that, you know, the coach has to invite, you know, us to be proactive about it as opposed to like, oh no, the whole, the whole thing is about it. You know, it's not, it's not like everyone would do that. I came in and talked with Daniel a couple of times, you know, and that was probably being proactive, uh or more proactive compared to other guys. You know, like, I'm sure a lot of guys just, like, never went in, you know, like... maybe be
1: there as much as possible, because I just wanted to play.
0: Yeah, see, like, that right there, in there...
1: Dude, I was in that room every day. Not, yeah,
0: and that's important.
1: But, like, with Core and Tuna and Jay, mm-hmm. hey, like, what up? And even, like, Curtis, just, like, uh, trying to show face.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that to me, like, those are the kind of guys that I would want my program, is, like, guys that just want to get better, as opposed to guys who are, like, just thanking the Lord that like practice is done that day and that they just like can go home and like you know, just chill in their like dorm room or some shit. We you had know, a like couple of those. You, but you know, you know every team is gonna have it always happens. Every so team, you're like every team I will have that. Yeah, oh dude, there's, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's guys like that at every single level. Like we're you know, people are like you know, they play baseball, but they're like, you know, they're they're so happy when it's over, you know, at the end of the day. And you know, it's it's fine. I mean, I think those people will get what they want out of baseball because it's what everyone gets, you know, and that's yeah. all that they want is just kind of the standard. But, and if you want to like really improve in college, I mean, you've, you've definitely got to like take the bull by the horns, you know?
1: And that's, and I found, you know, with the improvement, you're not going to be able to do your own weight room stuff. You're going to have to do what the weight room is, but have that dialogue with your strength coach, your pitching coach, have that. dialogue. Mm-hmm. Head coach, even like, hey, like, I need, I just need you to understand where I'm coming from, and if you say that it's dumb, okay, like, I'm, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, like you gotta be, but you know what you can control your mobility, how much you're throwing, when you're throwing, what type of pitches you're throwing. You can work on your development outside of other things besides your throwing program and your strength. That's mostly what they'll have for you. There's so much yeah. do to develop mentally, even.
0: Where oh, my gosh. Yeah, we haven't even talked able about play.
1: that. Like, you'll, you'll play. Yeah. If you're just mentally tough enough, you throw strikes, you do what you're supposed to do, but that's when it's like you go home for Christmas. You've got to make sure you do the right thing. And then summer ball. Oh, my God. I remember I remember you in summer ball before you got drafted. Like. Oh, yeah. Newport, right? For
0: mm-hmm. yeah. like
1: three weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: you're like okay i still have to like shove and be healthy and lift
2: like yeah
1: what 20th round pick like, yeah i remember what i was I, I was actually in nashville when you got drafted i was like i was pretty stupid
2: but <laughs>
1: i uh, i you got that's the thing where like you have to grind when they're not so when you're not supposed to yeah you're supposed to be chill are supposed to be chill that's where you make those big jumps Hmm. It's where you're just trying to stay healthy and trying
0: to compete. Yeah, I think. I mean, you you brought up the winter. That is, that is probably one area that a lot of guys are like, "Oh, thank God, I get to be home for a couple of weeks." You I mean, know, we I had can dudes chill. going like,
1: year I remember we had dudes going on vacation. I'm we like
0: chill. And it's like, yeah, like whole. It's like, bro, I'm facing live hitters right now. Like, <laughs> I'm getting my work in. I'm getting fucking polished for the season right now. Like what are we doing here? You know, like, why isn't, isn't everyone doing this? But
1: right uh, when you come back,
0: right when you yeah. come back, we had, there was no
1: snow on the ground. In, in games, war.
0: games, games, games. It
1: was, we're playing right now.
0: Yeah, games. Especially when I'm you go going. to
1: Southern school, people always do that, especially in Michigan. I know you're not, um, you're <laughs> someone who has beautiful weather year-round in you know, Los Angeles. Yeah. Here are in the Northern States, anywhere above, anywhere from the bottom of Ohio up, I want to go south i want to go play in the south make sure you actually want to go play in the south because mm-hmm. you you play every
2: day it will be yeah.
1: February 17th and you will be playing in 60 degree weather yeah make sure that's what you actually want before you go do it
2: mm-hmm.
1: not it's not everything it lives up to but it's so awesome at the same time <laughs> i mean it's it's make sure you want to do it. and that's why i tell people it's a lot but it's a lot of fun if you want it bad enough
0: yeah definitely and oh you brought up the mental side too i mean yeah well i remember just being told you know as a freshman in college by a couple of fifth years who are now pros um that like it's such a doggy dog world but also like if you're if you're always if you're always you know if you're always on top of it always like going for doing something just doing something you know like you don't lose that sort of um that day-to-day kind of like yes i'm getting something done yes i'm improving you're gonna you're gonna just see results eventually in the long run like you'll see them they'll they'll get there but it's that it's kind of like the um what is it called delayed gratification it's like that you know and for the mental side of pitching too it's kind of like that that too like you may struggle all fall, right Like you may struggle all fall, you may struggle in the winter too, and you may not get that opportunity until the, you know, the fourth week of the season, but you better be fucking ready when that fourth week shows up and they're calling your name. Like, (laughs) and even though it takes a long time, like if you do everything, if you, if you in your head know that you've done everything, uh, up so until that easy. moment, then you go into an outing with so much more clarity of mind and so much more just like confidence. That's what it really boils down to is like, dude, I had an outing this year. Um, I was probably like 87, 88, but I threw 28 pitches in three innings, 25 strikes. And I think I made, I think I had like six or seven maybe eight swing and misses on the fastball and I was like holy fuck I feel like I'm throwing absolute gas like I'm like 87 out. you're like yeah I'm carving the shit out of these guys and I was like hey what's that fastball right now they're like "It's like 87 they're like but you're untouchable right now like nothing was getting touched and I was like holy fuck <laughs> if I knew I was throwing like 87, 788 like it could have affected how how I thought about myself like in the moment Like it definitely could have, but they're like, dude, you're getting outs. You're striking guys out. You're getting outs. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I guess that is the name of the game
1: for the dudes that, you know, that struggle with its command. It's like they get hit around a lot, stuff like that. Just like where they don't feel sharp a lot. They have to remember how hard hitting is and there will be days. Yeah. Just learn how to command the zone. That's physical. That's a physical thing is learning how to command the zone. That's sequencing and timing. If you learn how to, you know, you can learn how to throw hard. Now, if you learn how to throw harder, if you learn how to design better pitches, that's that stuff for the fall and the winter that when the spring and summer roll around, if you check all three of those boxes, I got better at strike throwing. Not even have to be great. I got better. I got better. I got better. Mm You Walk on the mountain and go, I can think about anything right now, but my body knows how to do those things. So I control my emotion, your attitude and effort. You know, like if you just go out there, give it your best effort and you have a good attitude. Your body remembers how to throw that nasty slider. It remembers how to throw the fastball down the middle. Right, right. That, oh, wait, these dudes have to hit the ball. (laughs) Yeah. It's not, it's not an easy sport. But the harder you make it on yourself, the easier it is for your opponent.
0: Yeah. The whole like making it second nature type of thing is it's a real thing for sure. I mean, if you go oh, yeah. up there and like, you're thinking about your mechanics, like, oh man, I had that in July where I had a couple weeks stretch where I was just motherfucking myself in the brain about like, oh fuck is my, like, am I breaking my hands on time? Like, is my arm getting up on time? Like, is my arm late? Like shit like that. And I was like, oh, maybe I should be quicker like on the break or like something like that. And I'm just like paralyzing myself on the mountain and just like, oh my God, it was, a travesty to watch and then I was just like oh you're thinking about this way too much you know how to throw strikes don't think about it just think about just think oh I see a you know a fastball called that's what I'm gonna throw that's it that's it you get a fastball throw a fastball it's not right and center. that's for a lot of dudes that
1: works and I know for me I can't like not think about it
0: you know it's hard it's so hard
1: I always remembered just if i threw a ball i was like oh god why did that happen <laughs> i matured i learned that the strength the mental strength that you can have after putting all that stuff is finding cues yeah for me it was why did that curveball dirt so early oh strong front side i started think high glove side i should yeah to rip okay it in the air and collapse over it Ah, uh, that fastball was, uh, you know, that fastball missed high and in. Like, what was like, what was that? Oh, it was, uh, you know, it was just me not getting, you know, getting out there. I have to extend. So if you can think about these little cues, and they're just words, like high gloves, side, extend. Just a few. Know, all it is, it's just, it's a feel, and you go, oh, I'm good. Yeah. Focal point of the catcher.
2: For yeah.
1: You caught a change of, like, all right, I'm going to really throw this one right at the right at the mask, and it's going to drop yeah little things that just just fixing your mind
0: Your are all goes back to your training
1: yeah
0: yeah I mean like what is it you uh you get in what you get out what you put in is that the saying what That's you something yeah dude I don't know it's like yeah I mean it pretty it's much like, what you like, you're gonna get in what you you're gonna get out what you put in yeah is Some, that what it is something like that i don't know dude, that's a thing it, where yeah, you
1: train. rely on the training like once you train that hard and it happens you're like All right, cool there's a quote that's actually from a movie i don't know if you've ever seen it summer catch maybe i don't know it's a rom-com baseball movie about the cape oh so this the premise is this dude like 23 last shot he's from the cape so he, the coach got him got him a spot whatever
2: mm-hmm.
1: he before the biggest games, he goes, biggest game of his life, which was just at the the game. Coach goes, every day, like, there's one time where a pitcher goes out there and he has all of his stuff, and then he has it for forever. <laughs> and I'm like, damn.
0: You don't lose it. Yeah, no. Lose it. You don't yeah. lose it.
1: It's in there somewhere, so you just got to find that thing that triggers it. Yeah. Like you know how to throw a curveball, you know, how to throw a slider fastball, you know how to be disgusting. Just you just gotta know. channel it. If you haven't done it, then you don't then you don't have it. Yeah. But once you put in all that work and you've been there, you've let up tanks, you've walked seven in a row, you've hit 15, but you've also k'ed 17 before.
2: You've also had in
1: mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. You just gotta harness that mental ability to go, oh, that's what I did.
0: Yeah. I did. You're like, wait a minute. I have done this and before. And it's so hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard, but I think if you work at it, like, it's a lot more attainable than people think, you know? It's Yeah, It's
1: there, there's things where it's like, oh, it's so difficult, but is it really that hard? Things are really hard as you make it. Like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like doing eccentric lifts. I don't like, you know, going on runs, sprinting. I don't like doing all this stuff. I don't like throwing every day. I wish I could go hang out with my friends, blah, blah, blah. But if you love it, it's so easy because you enjoy it. You make friends there. You do all this stuff. My best yeah. friend I with, I yeah. live with my best friends that we started training with. <laughs> best friends like I'm gonna be in his wedding, and I didn't know him until I walked into like our, our training facility.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like, to, to tie it all into, you just kind of have to start. You know, you just kind of have to do it that first time, and then you'll realize <laughs> like the next time is just a little bit easier. And then if you keep doing it and keep doing it, it's going to get a lot easier. And then once you like really master that thing, it just becomes second nature. And yeah, yeah it, like you said, it takes time. It's uh, it's not easy. Like it's just, get it's there. hard, but like, you, you got to just, just start got to
1: put your foot in the water. Got to start. Cool tub.
0: it's a cold tub. We know. About yeah. It. Yeah. You, you got to hop go in, in that thing.
1: You just got to go just jump in and have fun.
0: Just jump in that thing.
1: Open-minded walk in the door i remember there's times where i'm like do i really want to go throw right now or do i want to play this video game and i'm like Aaron, god, get in god. the car once like, you start driving there you're gonna feel great
0: yeah you're gonna yeah you're, yeah just do um, it <laughs> literally just do it yeah do it! <laughs> dude that's a great video oh my gosh but it, oh my god it's but so yeah true, i mean it, yeah it's so true um okay we've we spoke for a long time i want to ask you one non-sequitur about uh something that's not baseball related. Um get your get your Nola thinking cap on. Do you have a favorite Nola eating spot? Oh yeah. What is it?
1: Oh, can I do a top three? All right, yeah. Give me your top three. So and they're two of them are on the same street. You know a lot about one of them. Okay. I would say my number one was Camilla
0: grill. Absolutely. So fucking good.
1: So, and for Camilla, it was just the options, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I remember me and B. Howell went there a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anybody that came and visited was there. Oh, yeah. Second, for like a quick, but still so expensive, Milk Bar.
0: Yeah, yeah. Milk Bar sandwiches
1: were so good, but they were $14.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not a
1: college budget thing. And then I remember... The first time I, my dad came in NOLA. Uh huh. Wait, Mr. where? Desi Vega's. I don't
0: you know heard? if I've been. Dude, you what have. The f-
1: wait, what the fuck is this? It's steakhouse. It's the steakhouse. You gotta have two. Where people. is it? Oh.
0: Desi, Desi Vegas. Vega. I'll, so I'll remember the there. name for sure. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna be there. So I'll, maybe I'll treat Don, you know? I think I think the problem was I know where it's at
1: getting there. But both times I went, you know, we got a bottle of
2: wine, we got
1: a bottle of wine, <laughs> just for fun. So I come home. You didn't and have I'm a like, car
0: either, right? Or did you?
1: Did you have a car? I had a car. I drove down from Michigan 17 hours, bro. My drove once and I Ubered the other time. Yikes. But you did yeah, okay. So yeah. So I didn't drive. No, but I get I get there and I'm like, oh, where are we? <laughs> And I like, get yeah, and then, but the thing is, we always end up at we always ended up at Bourbon or something like that. So it was like
0: Desi Vega. Is it toward downtown though? So the Mister
1: Johns I think is like Metairie, which is actually I heard better. Ask Lo Show, because low Show's a native or Bernsey.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mister Johns and Desi Vegas, dude, it was on the wall. Desi Vega went to. I think that's a dude's name. He played baseball too late.
0: Oh shit! Okay. Over
1: the field oh, you I see Desi Vegas. It's a super great steakhouse, but dude, Camilla Grill, and that was. Like, for the quick food. Yeah. They're like the really great places. That's why I love NOLA. Yeah. For the quick food milk bar. Camilla for, like, the any time of day.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: feeling frisky, and I have that bag.
0: Desi Vegas.
1: I use my per diem money on Desi Vegas.
0: Oh, come on. Who doesn't? Who doesn't use their per diem money on some <laughs> Dude, great I think, food?
1: I think CJ Whalen bought a TV.
0: Dude, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to have CJ on, too, because he's literally a coach at Delta now. Dude,
1: he's, he has a kid that's going to LSU. CJ's cj's a great mind and i feel like me and cj are very similar in a way and we got along really well really outgoing dudes mm-hmm.
2: Just,
1: we're always ourselves. yeah cj cj's such a good dude
0: yeah i, I want to have him on too i sure.
1: want to go to nola so bad <laughs> so if you are there around like december and i got a break i might have to come down and i
0: mean back. i i leave like mid-december ish
1: Dude, that's when I get off school.
0: I know, I know. That's I know, I thin. think
1: everybody's gonna be gone though, so it would be a different time. I don't know, that's where it's so yeah, yeah. Year, I wasn't playing and I went and this in February, but I just gotta see everybody and then I, <laughs> I think I have to.
2: And
0: then yeah. I Camilla grab one more time,
1: but yeah,
0: you gotta have Camilla
1: for a minute. So <laughs> I, I know you're gonna to have to edit all this too, so I just want to say, you know, you're very this was a lot of fun. and. <laughs> i hope that you guys come play in Western Michigan in like April or May. I hope you're in high a so that you can, so I can come see you
0: hey, me too. I hope my
2: too <laughs>
0: easy, yeah, for sure. come on with that, I mean, fucking Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you thank know you, our man. listeners, yeah, I hope our listeners can get something out of you know the the story that you have, like just all the wisdom you've brought um i I know I did you know, just hearing from you um. So last thing I'll just say, thank you, you know, to you and then, yeah, just thank you listeners, you know, um, cause it's the reason we, you know, we do this. So,
2: um, yeah, that's going to be it folks.